Son of a bitch. Uh-oh, Angela's mad. I'm not mad, I'm sad. Oh, <laughs> well, so there was some news today, some breaking news, and it affects the Padres' bullpen. So I guess we'll open up with the... Bullpen Babes Bench. Bullpen Babes Bench. All right, baby, tell us what happened. Well... Ugh, I don't even know how to even say the fact. Everybody already knows. So the Padres traded Brad Hand and Adam Simber to the Cleveland Indians for Francisco Mejia. So, okay, maybe I just live in denial or a fantasy world. I don't know. I honestly thought Tyson Ross would be the person that would be traded first. I really didn't think that Brad was going to get traded, let alone Adam. Adam wasn't even a thought in my mind. You didn't think Brad Hand was going to get traded at all? I really didn't, especially because they had extended him. But I know that that doesn't mean anything. If anything, the extension made him more valuable on the trade right. market. Yeah, I know. It's just, it was it was a really, to me, it was, it was rough watching him parts of this season. Especially, you know, getting so close to closing out a game. Us winning and possibly him blowing it. And I think the last one, he blew it and we lost. Yeah, that was the Cubs game on Sunday, right? No, we weren't even winning on Sunday, were we? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm thinking yeah. of something in the Dodgers series. I don't anyway, think we were. We weren't close to winning shit against I, the we, Cubs. <laughs> I've watched him blow two or three games in person this year. But, you know, regardless, I mean, maybe it's just for silly girl reasons why I'm sad that they're gone. Yeah. Because, you know, it's no secret. My favorite, my favorite part of being at the game is watching the bullpen come out. Mm-hmm. And Brad is always the first one. And well, he's the he's the leader. He's well, the closer. Right. So, one, I'm sad because he, uh, he's not going to be the leader anymore when they're walking out. But uh-huh. two, he was always so cordial. I would say hi to him. And as a matter of fact, I got to see him on Sunday. And as always, I would say, I said, hi, Brad. And he said, hi. And I go, how are you? He goes, good. And he says, how are you? Okay. Not a lot of, of the players do that. And honestly, I felt like he was a very sincere person in that regard. Adam was another one. I really hope he shaved that mustache before he left. He did. Yeah, I think the mustache was gone before the next day. Yeah. Because it did not work. But, I mean, talk about a story. I mean, Adam had a really great story. He wasn't even going to make the ro- I mean, the team, you know? And, yeah. And he made the team, and now he's getting treated bigger and better things for him. I mean, good for him. Yeah, they both might be pitching in very important games later this year. And that's what, as a, as a kid growing up playing baseball, that's what you dream about is being in the postseason, being in the World Series, having the game on the line and the ball in your hand. And both those guys have a good chance of, of doing that this year, which is exciting and fantastic for them. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm so upset that we didn't even introduce ourselves yet. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, in case you uh, live under a rock. Um... <laughs> Odds are, if you found this podcast, you're probably a follower of Angela or myself. And we are... Um... God, it's been so long since we've recorded. I feel like we're out of practice. Do you even remember what we call this podcast? I don't even know. What's your name again? Uh, I think my name's Roy. Roy? Yeah. Hi, I'm Angela. Hi, nice to meet you. Hi, nice to meet you. And uh, we call this little show the Working the Count podcast. Yeah, so Brad Hand and Adam Simber were traded away. The Cleveland's number one prospect, Francisco Mejia, who seems to be a consensus top like 15, 20 prospect in all of baseball, is coming back to the Padres. I mean, I think it's really cool. We now have 10 of the top 100 prospects, 10% of all of Major League Baseball, the most out of any team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I- that includes MLB Pipeline, um, Keith Law on ESPN, Baseball America. They all have basically the same 10% 
10 guys in their, in their top 100 list. I mean, that's great. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm looking forward to a couple years away from now. I just, there's no such thing as instant gratification this, this season. This season's just shot. I mean, mm-hmm. we're going to be lucky if we win how many games? Yeah, yeah. I was hoping <laughs> before the season the team might win 70 games. Yeah, I think that's wishful thinking. Yeah. Um, because what do we have that is improving the team right now? Nothing. Because Adam and Brad are now gone too. I mean, they don't hit. But still, they do the pit. You know, some, most of some of our most important pitching. But this team was doing a good job of staying in close games and winning the close games, and having a solid bullpen is a big part of that. So if you have a small lead, or if you're behind by just one or two runs, that bullpen that keeps you in the game or keeps the the enemy from from gaining on you, that's huge. But for a team that is losing, that has no chance of making the playoffs. Having a great bullpen is a luxury that is unnecessary, really, when you think about it. And so Brad Hand, he's got, what, two more years on his contract after this year. So there's a chance that he might have been around for the next great Padres team. But now instead, we've got one of the best prospects in baseball who's got an elite tool. Is he our... Out of the whole 100, is he the lowest the Padres has? Oh, no, Tatis. Tati- oh, he is. Tatis okay. is universally ahead of him. Uh, most lists have Gore ahead of him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, you've got Sorry, somebody- I don't follow along that. I mean, I know, you know what names are in there. I just don't know what number they're ranked. Yeah, okay. Um, but still, you're bringing back somebody that is going to be an impact player, uh, potentially an impact player for several years to come. He's mm-hmm. got six years of team control left. So Mejia, though, is going to AAA, yes. El Paso. That's the plan right away. Okay. And so in addition to Austin Allen, uh-huh. who else do they have? Lu- is Luis Torrens on oh, AAA? In, in AAA, yeah. you have um, Stephen McGee and AJ Kennedy. Oh, sorry. AJ Kennedy. My bad. Yeah. And then there's also um, Brett Nicholas has been splitting time at catcher and first base. So that's three guys that are capable catchers that are in AAA. Oh, the, Luis Torrens went down to AA, right? Or he's in single, single A. a. Yeah, yeah, he's in Lake Elsinore. I always want to say that Lake Elsinore yeah. is AA. I don't Austin know why. Allen is in AA, along with Kyle Overstreet and Webster Rivas. Okay, they all um, just kind of mix I've together. been looking at a lot of catcher stuff. I put out a guest, an article on Gaslamp Ball today trying to kind of break down, the at least at the upper levels of the minors, how everybody fits together. But, okay, so on the Major League roster now, you've got Austin Hedges. Edges, AJ Ellis, and Rafi Lopez. Yep, and Rafi just came up. Rafi just came up, mm-hmm. so I don't know how long he was going to stick around anyway. It's rare for a well, team to carry three catchers. Okay, so now we've lost two pitchers. Yes. And so what do you think is going to happen? Who do you think they're going to bring up to replace them um, on the 40-man roster? Well, Phil Maton is already up, yes. and he's been kind of bouncing back and forth between AAA and and Major League, I think he's going to stick now. You don't think they're going to bring Makita back up, do you? I mean, Makita's going to come up sooner or later. I just, I think he's he's going to be the shuttle guy. He's going to be coming back and forth. Um, Robert Stock was good yeah. in small samples, so I think we might see more of him. Um, and then I was trying to find a lefty <laughs> to to fill in for for Brad's job as a as a left-handed reliever. Um, and I don't know if there's really much right now in AAA. So Kirby's gonna take over uh, the uh, the end of the game. Yeah, Kirby, Kirby is lined up to be the closer, but even then, Kirby is on the trade block. People were saying that he's been even more effective than Brad Hand this morning, uh, this this year. So, do you think that that means that Chris Paddock and Logan Allen are gonna move up sooner? I mean, I know they're not relievers, but. 
Um, I mean, okay. So there's one other thing that one other move, and I, I feel like I talk about this more than anybody else, but the rule five draft every year, there are a whole bunch of players that are going to, that will potentially be eligible for the rule five draft this winter. And so those players need to be added to the roster to protect, to be protected from that draft. Right. So they'll get the first, I, there's a priority to put them on the roster. So there you're talking about Luis Urias. Um, Chris Paddock is one of them. Um, um, ah, it's, it's escaping me, but there's there's a, a small list of guys that are going to need to be protected this year. And then there's a whole bunch more that probably should be. Anderson Espinoza is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I'm looking at the at the roster right now in, in uh, AAA. And, oh, Brad Wick is on the 40-man roster. Brad Week, But he's had a pretty rough year. I doubt he'll be added to the roster this year. Well, I'm concerned because, okay, so now Brad's gone uh-huh. and Adam's gone. Uh-huh. Two relievers. Uh-huh. And... Oh, Jose Castillo. Jose okay. Castillo, he's on the DL. So he's on the DL, yeah, but it was so, a 10-day, right? Yeah, it's a 10-day DL with a hamstring sprain. Okay. So if he can come back soon, he looked really good. Okay, so then another reliever, if that's what you want to call him, that's on the DL currently, mm-hmm. is my buddy old pal, Bitchell. Yeah. Um, so are they going to be bringing him back? Because I, I was really hoping that this whole DL stint for him meant that he was going to head off to DFA'd land. <laughs> well, if if they were going to DFA him, they would have DFA'd him. I I can't imagine that they'd put him on the disabled list and let him hang down there and then as soon as he's back... True, but I couldn't you know, imagine that they'd want to have him come back either. I mean... They're hanging on to him for some reason. Well, that's like Erlin. I don't However, know However, Erlin is... A smidgen better. <laughs> in, in relief, Erlin's been pretty good. His starts have been rough. It's kind of... It, it, so... I, I don't know. It's it, it's a mess. It is because I can't even I can't even think of besides Robert Stock. Mm-hmm. I would say they're going to bring him up. Mm-hmm. I can't think of anybody else that would really. I mean, is there anyone in, in, in San Antonio that is any good as a reliever that they would skip a step? You know, I don't I don't know who they would. The guys that are doing well in Double A are, are starters for the most part. Yeah, I know. Um, and they're not I mean, going to make him as relievers, but they're they're not going to have him as starters either. Trevor McGill, maybe? I don't know. I've got a cheat sheet out in front of me. Um, so the relievers that are down in AAA right now, Kazuhisa Makita, Robert Stock, Colton Brewer, and Brad Week. Uh, Kyle McGrath is also in AAA. He's not on the 40-man roster. I could see mm-hmm. them adding him just to have another lefty in the bullpen. They're, That's right. We kept... <laughs> Yes. That's funny. He was designated for assignment, right. and, so, and he cleared waivers, so now he's with El Paso. Right. That's so, just crazy. I could. Would you think that they'd bring him back up after all of that? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. I he, I you need somebody to get through the rest of the season. Tyson Ross could be traded. Mm-hmm. Kirby Yates, Craig Stammen, very well could be traded. Well, I'm not worried about Matt Strom. Uh-huh. I'm ready for Jordan Lyles to come back. Have you mm-hmm. heard anything about that? Uh, I haven't. I heard he's been throwing again. He's been pitching. I think I heard that he's pitching live batting practice. I don't even count. I'll just call him by his name, Mitchell. I don't mm-hmm. count him. And then there's Robbie. And then there's Phil Hughes. Yes. Um. Who else is in the bullpen? Oh, let's see. Right now, you know, we've we've run down all the names of the guys that are healthy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's it. And you said Maton. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's not very much. And if we keep getting, well, I mean, if we get rid of a starter, what are we going to, well, then not, I'm not even worried about the starters because we got stuff brewing that's really good down in the minors. Mm-hmm. So I'm not even worried if they get rid of a starter. Yeah. The the reliever situation is a little bit thin. Yeah. Uh, Trey Wingenter has been really good. I mean, Rowan Wick is on the 40-man oh, yeah. roster. 
Um, Carter Caps has been working his way over. He's been bouncing around the minors on rehab assignments. Yeah, is he he's um, getting healthier. Yeah, I, I mean he's not he's not blowing him away. Nobody that I, that we've been talking about has really yeah. been blowing him away. It's just we need some relievers. Yeah, it's just finding dudes to get through the end of the year. Well, I think my concern is too because we've just sucked so bad this season overall. Mm-hmm. I mean, remember that one game we went through like pretty much every pitcher we had and then the next day they had to play them again yeah i mean they're exhausted i mean i'm glad they're having this four-day break right now it's but... been an ongoing thing yeah so i mean and then they get rid of two relievers i mean <laughs> well and they're also thin on the starting starting pitcher side so they've been doing this bullpen game every once in a while every couple turns through the rotation they have one of these bullpen right. days and I, I mean i'm not gonna say i don't hate it but i don't like it either i, I don't love it and I, and I don't know and you need those guys to pick up, you know, you get a starter that gets shelled and they're looking rough. If Perdomo comes out and falls on his face and he only gets through three or four innings, you need somebody else to come in and give you three or four innings. Well, I guess we have to go with what everybody always says. Hashtag uh-huh. trust the process. Yeah. AJ must have something going up. He must have something up his sleeve. There's got to be because There's why? Got- okay, so we have too many catchers on the roster. Right. AJ Ellis is having a really good year. He's a veteran. Now you've got you've got um, Austin Hedges, Rafi Lopez, as AGLS on the active roster. You've got Mejia now going to AAA. Something's got to give there. Oh, and you also have Torrens in single A. All five of those guys are on the 40-man roster now. It's unusual to have five catchers on a 40-man roster. And the only reason, to be clear, that Torrens is on the roster is because he's the Rule 5 draft. Yeah, last year they picked him up on the Rule 5, so he had to stay. Right. Um, They'd have to send him through waivers. So now you've got a guy that has a year of Major League experience and all of this. You can't send him through waivers. He'd get claimed. So Mejia's coming in on the 40-man roster. Yes. But he's going to AAA. Yes. Okay. So I think AJ Ellis is the trade candidate. He's on a one-year contract. He's a veteran. He's hitting well. I could see a team like Boston that has a a need at catcher that Mm -hmm. has talent coming up. They've got guys hurt. So that's where you need somebody to just fill fill a a, a role. That's kind of like Freddie Galvis filling in or or like what the Dodgers just did with Manny Machado, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, only not on a superstar level. Just on a loan temporarily. Yeah, a, a, a role player he's like david ross for the cubs uh, yeah he, he could be kind of like that um and then somebody's got to go in triple a you've got mcgee and kennedy and now mejia that's just that's too much and if lopez gets I, somebody's you three guys down there Mejia's going to be playing every day they can't get, while he's get, down there they can't get rid of kennedy kennedy i think i don't know I, I don't feel like they should get rid of him i watched him when he was on the storm yeah, he's, and it's great to see he's how good. far he's, he's come. He's a really good defender, and so that's where I think that um, that uh, uh, McGee is the guy on the on the way out. But maybe Steve, Stephen McGee's twenty seven years old. But maybe AJ's a good playing piece if we've got others that are coming up too. However, yeah, so you hold on to him, you know, as a depth option. So he'd be your mm-hmm. backup in AAA, and you gotta have a backup somewhere. I don't know. There's a lot of moving pieces here, and this is far from over. There's going to be trades. There's going to be roster moves. It's going to be interesting to watch, but it does hurt to see a couple of our favorite players traded away. It's bittersweet. 
because I'm excited about what Mejia can do. Mejia can barrel up a ball anywhere well, around the zone. What was it people said in 2016? He had a 50-hit season? A 50-game hitting streak. Oh, so wait, what? Yeah, he had a 50-game hitting streak. Okay, I read that, or I heard that wrong. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, the guy can hit. He can flat out rake. So was he on the major league roster playing at the major league level with the Indians when he got traded? He was not. Okay. He, he got called up last September. Mm-hmm. He got called up again this year for, I think, just one game. Oh, so he was kind of like our wave of the four that came up at yeah. the end of that one season. Yeah, yeah, you could look at it like that. But then Cleveland, they're in a they're in a pennant race right now. And so they've got Jan Gomes as their everyday starter. They've got uh, Robert, uh, what's his last name? Whatever, their, their backup is a really good defender. Miller? No, I, keep, I no, heard no. that it's name a, a lot today. It's a, it's, okay. a, it's a Latin guy. Oh, okay. Um, but they've got two really good catchers on their, on their active roster. They're not going anywhere. So Mejia was kind of a spare piece for them. Well, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I guess maybe it's just the girl in me. I, our season tickets are at the bullpen and they're there for a reason. Mm-hmm. And there's just something about watching these guys warming up in the bullpen, even our starters. And I'm not going to lie. I, I, I actually got really upset this morning. I mean, um, even right now I feel a little choked up because it's just, it sucks. I know it's the name of the game. It's just, it sucks. And I want to see them do nothing but good. Mm -hmm. And I wish them nothing but the best. And I know that it, you know, it'll make room. We'll we'll have other great guys that'll be coming on the team eventually too. And, you know. Well, who else warms up in the bullpen? Not just the pitchers, but the catchers too. Yeah. So we see them come out, get loose. They they practice. They'll have. We'll watch the bullpen catchers throw balls in the dirt at them. Um, you know, we watch them do their drills. I love watching. When we went to Peoria, I really loved watching the catchers do their do their agility drills right. and working on on their receiving with that flat glove. You, what was that glove called? Oh, that's that was the middle infielders. Oh, those are the guys that use that. I thought uh, um, Griffin was using. Wasn't he using that with one of the drills that he was doing? Oh, with he somebody? had he had a tiny little catcher's yeah. mitt. Yeah, yeah, and that's, so that's so that they can focus on. Right. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, but anyway. So, who knows? Maybe Mejia will become one of your favorite guys. But what I, an all-star break, though. I'm looking forward to having a catcher who can hit and who's got that cannon arm. He's So, he's not an elite defender like Hedges. He's not known for framing, blocking the plate, calling a game, working with the pitching staff. Apparently, those are the categories that he needs to improve on. But what he can do is barrel up a ball any part of the zone, any fastball breaking pitch anything and he's got a cannon arm so it sounds kind of like christian bethencourt but less not so much the heavy raw power side more just straight up hit tool well i think it's important though that he is good behind the plate not just at the plate <laughs> well and that's why they want to give him some time in triple a they're mm-hmm. sending him down there to see what they what they've got uh work with him a little bit apparently he was disgruntled in cleveland because they were trying to convert him into an outfielder and he didn't want to play outfield mm-hmm. oh and i saw that they called him a catcher outfielder yeah. And a lot of Indians fans were like, he's not an outfielder. Yeah. But so what do you think? Should Austin be worried? I think Austin Hedges, he needs to keep his, his he needs to keep an eye over his shoulder. He needs to watch, but I don't think his job's in danger right now. I don't think it's in danger next spring. Um I could see them maybe, you know, leave Mejia in triple A for a little while. 
bring him up later this year if he starts looking the way that they want him to look and send Rafi Lopez down. Um, and then he would be the backup. And then it might go into next season like that where Austin Hedges is the starter and Mejia is the backup. But then if Mejia starts playing well on both sides of the plate, he might start getting more of the playing time and we might see Hedges. And you think about guys like Mike Matheny or Brad Osmus, these defense first, and David Ross is another good example that are premium defenders. The bat isn't quite there. They wind up sliding back to a backup role. So if that's where Austin Hedges winds up, that's not a bad thing. Well, another important thing is, is he needs to stay healthy. Yes. And I mean, I think he's been hot and cold this season. Well, he's been hurt part of the season right. too. But even, even then, uh, and I know it takes time, you know, when he was out quite a while. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, getting, working your way back up, I know that takes time too. It's just, I don't know. It, it It's kind of like a crapshoot when he comes up to the plate to bat. You don't know what you're going to get. True. But since he came back from this last injury, he's been much better at the plate. Well, that was like, well, that's the same with Myers too. So I wonder if they were able to tweak something about his approach or his mechanics that is helping him now. But I've always thought that he's got more in him than a 200 hitter. I've always thought that he, there's no reason why he can't be 240, 250 hitter, maybe get on base at a 320 clip. Um, It seems to me like the last year or so, he's been swinging really hard. And I wonder if there's some Alan Zinter influence to that. Where now, if he's shortening up a little bit and being a little bit more stubborn, as Matt Stairs likes to say, with the pitches that he swings at, maybe he can just put the ball in play, barrel up a ball, even if it's not going to go over the fence. You know, hard hit singles and doubles are what you want out of your number eight spot in the lineup. But what? So one in- angle that I've, I I have no idea if there's any merit to this, but having a Latin catcher and a American catcher, if you will, an English-speaking catcher on the roster. I can see how that might play well with the pitching staff. Because you think about it, all of our coaches are English-speaking dudes. There's nobody that's from a Latin American country on the coaching staff right now. Except for in Lake Elsinore. Well, Lake Elsinore. <laughs> the manager. Yeah, yeah, but on the major league coaching no, staff, everybody is a native English speaker. I'm sure some of them, or hopefully most of them, speak some Spanish, but the relationship between a pitcher and a catcher, being able to understand each other, communicate how to how to attack a hitter. Um, they're, they're, I know the, the pitching has its own language, but maybe if it winds up where Mejia works with the Baez and the Morejones of the system, where Hedges winds up working with the Gores, Quantrills, mm-hmm. those guys. Maybe there's a, a maybe there's a path there if they because you have to divide the working time between the two people. Right. You don't get a catcher that goes out and catches 150 games a season. That right. just doesn't happen anymore. These guys are catching 100, 110, maybe 120. So they're he's gonna do maybe 60 percent of the work. Do you think uh, Rafi Lopez is gonna just continue to be a backup catcher? Do you ever think that he'll get to a point where he can be a starting catcher? No. No, I, I think that the, the time that he's had as a starter for the Padres is about as much of a timeshare as he can expect. I think he's 30 years old. He's, um, yeah, he's going to turn 31 soon. Um, so he's and he's good, and he's actually shown improvements this year. He's shown good framing numbers. He's looked better behind the plate as far as blocking pitches and stuff. But, and he's not a starter. He hasn't hit like one, um, and he doesn't have the elite kind of defender kind of reputation that goes with that. So I think AJ Ellis is on the way out. I think Rafi Lopez winds up becoming your guy in AAA once Mejia settles in. 
So, okay, now we've talked about pitching and catching. Mm-hmm. And the All-Star break is here and it's ending now because, you know, games are going to resume tomorrow for us. So at the All-Star break, the Padres are 40-59. and 59. That's a 404 winning percentage. They're 14 and a half games back in the NL West. And how far is the next? I haven't caught up on that. Who's... The, the Giants are four games back. The, so the Dodgers are in the lead. Arizona's a half game back. Colorado's two games back. Wait, so we're 10 games even behind four? Oh, yeah. So sad. We're so deep in the cellar, it's not even funny. We're so deep in something for sure. But the, now the rest of the NL West is an interesting race. And there's a good chance that whoever takes second in the NL West winds up taking the wild card. So a question for you. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling with our season? I mean, not that you expected anything great to happen, but let's be real. We're just tanking the biggest of any tank that there could be to tank. It's So we've gone to a lot of games this year. This is my first year as a season ticket holder. This is your fifth. Mm-hmm. And so this is by far the most baseball games I've been to in a season. Sure. And so we've seen some, some good wins. We've seen some tough losses, a couple of close ones, a couple of blowouts. But um, hey, Brad didn't blow it on the night we got engaged. This is so true. So that was cool because that yeah. was another close game. He tried game. to. It came yeah. close. It was pretty close. What, with like, I think two outs, like usual. Yeah. Yeah, that was a close one. Yeah. So thanks again, I, Brad, for not blowing that one. It's, it, it starts to try your patience. Yeah, I, I and, can tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm ready for the season. I'm, I'm ready for it to be over, but I'm not ready for it to be over. Yeah. I just... Watching lose loss after loss is just getting really hard to watch. Well, and I can tell you that this break couldn't have come at, and because I think we were both starting to feel a little bit burnt out. Go, especially with this last week of going to Dodgers and Cubs. Not only are we watching the team lose, but we're losing in front of the visiting team's fans. Yeah, and that just sucks. Which is a majority of who's there. It is. And the day will come where that, that flips the other way, where the Padres fans come out in force, and even when these big teams come in, we still outnumber them. Because I remember those days at Jack Murphy Stadium in the late 90s when the team was good, and we would get 60,000 fans in that place. And I have it, faith it's going to turn around It for will come sure. around again. It's just demoralizing when you go in and something happens. You're walking around the concourse, you hear a cheer go up, and you can't even tell if it's the home team or the visiting team because the cheer is so loud, but you know that the stands are packed with the other guys. So in the next month, we have about 18 home games. This is between... Uh next Friday yeah, and the end of August. So we've got four days of All-Star break and then the Padres start off in Philadelphia and then I believe they return home after that. We are going to 12 games. Yes. Of those. Well, there's the there's Trevor Hoffman's Hall of Fame weekend. Is that the five games in a row we're going to? Yeah, because to? there's a giveaway on every single one of I those know. games. And it's cool stuff. It's a bunch of bobbleheads and goofy things. I don't know. I don't even know. remember what all is on there. But it was stuff that we looked at and we went, let's just go to all of these games. So we swapped our tickets around and we went to all of them. Yeah, that's just nuts. It is nuts. I think we're nuts. We've got to be nuts to be fans of this team, die hard through all of this. I Yeah. I, I can't wait for this to be worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is already. I get to ha- you know hang out with you during the season and watch the games and you know watch the bullpen and well, and we have friends all over the park now. So well, yeah, you know we go down to the fourth inning meetup and we run into people that we know and that's always cool. And on Sundays we go see Grandma and, and we my- go see Bobby and we go see Bobby. Mm-hmm. And sometimes my sister and her family are there. Right. So there are other things. I guess that's like the 
Padres trying to sell the ballpark rather than the team. They sell the ballpark experience. They can sell that all they want. Yeah. It's very expensive sell when we suck. It is. So bad. It's Yeah, it's hard to swallow spending that money. And for me to say that, I mean, I'm, I'm probably one of the biggest fans out there. And I, you know, I, I would like to think that I don't complain about them too much. But it, it's frustrating is more of anything, not complaining. Mm-hmm. And, um, and for them, I, I really feel like, let's just say, Ron Fowler is very naive to think that anyone can afford to go to the ballpark, especially a family. I mean, you and I alone, we pay at least $15 every time we go to park. Mm-hmm. Our tickets, let's just say they're at least $30 each yes. where we sit. Uh-huh. And that doesn't include if we decide to get food there or get food before we go. Even getting food before we go, we're going to go pick it up somewhere. Right. We'll stop by Borden Brew on the way in and get a couple sandwiches. And it winds up being an expensive day. Yeah, it no does. No matter how you look at it. So I just, I don't know. Something's got to give. I, they can't sit around and wait for them to get better because no, it's no wonder to me that a majority of the fans that are there are the visitors. Mm-hmm. Well, it's going to get better. Okay, so I know it's going to so get better. On Monday, the Major League Baseball held the Futures game. Right. The Padres had three representatives in that mm-hmm. game, and one of them is my buddy. Yeah. So Buddy Reed and Fernando Tatis Jr. and Luis Urias, mm-hmm. and all three of them had good performances in the game. Did you see the? catch that Buddy Reed I sure did and it was so much fun to just watch the banter he after he caught it yes it was Urias right that he got out no it was Tatis it was Tatis yeah so his teammate they're teammates now in double a funny yeah I loved it and I love the personality. I love the exuberance. I love the seeing the three of them interact before mm-hmm. even. Yeah. I, you know, that's I hated seeing them against each other, but and I didn't I didn't end up finding out cuz I saw that that play and I saw the hits that they got. Who ended up winning? Oh, I don't even care. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. No, no, I'm just curious who ended up winning because the, fa- I, the fans won. That's who won. Oh, it was really it was a an great exciting game, game and the the bad the sad part is we didn't get to watch it because we're at the stupid Padres Cubs game watching the Padres get embarrassed in so, front of the Cubs. Okay, let's let's set that aside. What did you think of the All Star game? I know we didn't watch that either, but it was like a home run derby in and of itself. It was. So I guess that's good in a sense. It definitely showcased All Stars. Yeah, I think that's the idea. I a lot chicks dig the long ball, right? So home run city. <laughs> I think there were ten home runs in the game. It went to extra innings. I mean, that would be great. Dave Roberts left his pitcher in, and the Dodgers pitcher gave up the game. I mean, it sucks that the National That was the lost. best part to me, <laughs> yes. especially when he followed Brad Hand. Yes. Who, in the two people he faced, got three, them. Three people. Was it three? I thought he got... And he got two of them out. He got he got two outs yeah. to end the eighth inning, and then he got the first out of the ninth. Oh, okay. So all of them he got out. Yeah. Well, good for him. And I'm really glad that they brought that Dodgers pitcher in. Who was what was his name? Um, Ross Stripling. Stripling. Yeah. Um, because wasn't he the one in the Mexico series that wasn't he part of what killed us that one game? No. I, what, I don't know. You're talking about the no hitter. I don't know. The Dodgers swept us there, the so he did something no there. The combined no hitter. Whatever. Well, he it was. did something on Tuesday night. All right. Yeah. 
It was great. <laughs> Screwed the pooch. That's what he did. Oh, that was so wonderful. So, no, the All-Star game was great. But the Futures game, they showcased three Padres players. The Padres were the only team that had three players in that game. No other player had more than two. Or another, no other team had more than two. Um, so, I, I'm just curious because you, you get more in-depth than I do about this stuff. Uh-huh. How do they pick who plays? Is it the Padres you know, that picked? I haven't heard a good definition on that. Every team gets a representative. Okay. And yeah, then, we got three. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if it's the MLB office, if the the team gets to nominate players or what. Well, then I guess if, if that's the case, I couldn't imagine that the Padres are like, okay, we're going to send these three and you're going to play them. Yeah, but two of them started. Urias and Tatis both started. And then Buddy Reed came in as a sub later in the game. All had good games. So this is one of the reasons, this is what I'm trying to get at, is one of the reasons why we need to be hopeful, why we need to keep the... No, I know. So Urias is going to be up later this year. Tatis is going to come up sometime next year. Buddy Reed is probably going to be a year behind that. Now, let me get to some of your boys. Because <laughs> down in AA, Logan Allen currently leads the Texas League in ERA, whip, Ks, and wins. What is his ERA now? Is it still under one or? Oh, let me see. And then... Whatever it is, it's the best in the in the Texas League. It's a one point something. Oh, okay. Um, I guess I was being hopeful that it was under one. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's the best in the league, so that's pretty darn good. And then Josh Naylor leads the Texas League in hits. He's got more strikeouts than he has walks this year. Oh, the, um. Or no, I'm sorry. I was gonna say <laughs> it, it's it's a 51 to 48 strikeout to walk ratio. Okay. Which is really good. Okay. He does not strike out. He does hate to walk. It's funny. Have you watched what he does <laughs> when he draws a walk? No, because the only time I really I I've gotten to see him hit is when he gets a home run. <laughs> So there's there's somebody on Twitter. His name is Josh. I think it's P U R P L three M. Yeah, is this Twitter handle? And he posts videos and gifs from minor league games all the time. So I think he's sitting there capturing these things and tweeting them out right away. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much yes, for doing that. Thank you, Josh. That is an asset to Padres because Twitter. I think he got one of Josh's last home runs where Josh did he flip the bat or drop whatever it was. He just knew it was gone, and it was just awesome. Well, when he draws a walk, he kind of does the same thing. Ball four comes in, and he, like, tosses the bat He down. tosses like, motherfucker. Like, oh, dang it. I hate drawing walks. I just want to hit. But he's drawn he's drawn nearly as many walks as he has hits this year. Um, I have Logan Allen up here. He's got a 2.66 ERA okay. in the Texas League. But, mm-hmm. again, best in the entire league. And how many games has he pitched? He has made 17 appearances. Wow. 16 of them starts. So okay. He's over a hundred innings. He's got basically a major league starters workload right now, and he's performing this well at age twenty-one in Triple A. He's one of the youngest players in the league. You mean Double A? In Double A. Yeah. Wishful yeah. thinking. Yeah. So he's probably a full year away. He might come up late next year. Well, look but, at. But this is these are the people that we're supposed to be excited for. Well, I just want to make a point though mm-hmm. that when he was with the Tin Caps. He then went to the storm and wasn't even there very long before he hit San Antonio. Yeah. So I don't expect him to be, I expect him to get up to AAA. I don't expect him to be there very long though. Well, Not if he's continuing to do what he's doing. So a lot of pitchers will skip AA or AAA. They'll go from AA straight to the majors. Well, that's fine too. However, I know what he's doing in AA, but Major League is completely different. As we've witnessed this season with Walker Lockett who got lit up. Mm -hmm. Eric Lauer's gotten lit up. I mean, it's just 
even Lucchese has. Mm-hmm. Well, in both of those guys, Lucchese and Lauer, they hardly saw any time in AAA. Mm-hmm. It's especially, well, Lucchese just came right up because Lamette got hurt. Yeah. Um, but I could see Allen being somebody that doesn't spend a whole lot of time in AAA next year. I he see might, Paddock he might doing do the same thing, too. Yeah, Paddock, and he just got to tri- to AA. But <laughs> Poor guy, he's home. He, yeah, did you Quote, see? unquote, he's home. Uh-huh. And then he's he might not be there long. But that's what you want. No, I know. I mean... I think I, it's a treat for him to be able to perform in front of his... Because he's an hour and a half from home right now. Yeah. And I think today I saw that his dad tweeted out that they're at the game. Aww. Yeah, and so that's cool that he gets to play in front of his, his home crowd. Crowd. You were going to talk about his suit, huh? Uh, I, lo- I loved that. <laughs> I, so, you, uh, he's a humble guy. We've talked to him. Yeah, he's so chill. So he's very a, he's cool. a very nice, humble person. But when it's game day, it's business. So, he comes wearing a suit. But on the 4th of July, he walked in wearing that Stars and Stripes suit. Just owning it. He, he was star-spangled something. I love it. Mm. I love it. That was oh that was so awesome. See, these are the things that we need to be we need to keep the faith for because these guys are going to be up in the next couple years. So, next year we're going to get a little infusion of talent. And who knows what might happen in the off season. I know people are starting to call for the Padres to sign Manny Machado, which would be amazing. There, there's going to be 29 other teams out there that are going to try to sign Manny Machado. So hopefully, you know, we can cross our fingers and, you know. I don't want to take on another debt, though. There's I mean, room for it. I know there's room it. for it, but listen, geez, Listen please. to intelligence sometime. He breaks down the money as well as anybody. You know, H.J., you know, I, he's always going to be jag off to me, but <laughs> he he gets the business, the money side of it. There's the room for it. We can't think of the Padres as being a hundred million dollar franchise. That's that's not enough, and the money's out there, so they can go out there and they can spend 125, 130, even 150 million dollars, and still balance the books. They can do that. So, do you think they're doing enough, or do you think they're doing like the bare minimum just to get by? I, I mean, I don't. I think the can't mo- they get fine? for not spending enough well it's that's it so there were some theories swirling around last offseason before they signed Eric Hosmer um, and before they traded for Chase Headley their their roster they would look like they were gonna be at like a 50 million dollar payroll this year which would have been one of the lowest in the mm-hmm. league so one of the theories on why they acquired Chase Headley was to get his salary and demonstrate that they're actively trying to improve their roster by spending money and then the players' union wouldn't file an injunction against the team. The players' union has filed an injunction against the Marlins and one or two other teams for not actively trying to compete and therefore not paying well, players. Well, the Marlins are just being... There's a huge hole in the ground being dug by their owner. Isn't that right? There is, yeah. And apparently it's a big hole in some offshore account because <laughs> they're not owned by a United States entity. It's gotten so weird. They've had long lawsuits against season could, ticket holders it's been it's gotten ugly so with something like that could they lose their team absolutely wow yeah yeah major league baseball can come in and make it difficult here's another one listen to jesse agler's um oh the new yeah the new the new podcast that he did with ron fowler because they get into a little bit ron fowler was part of the prior ownership groups and so they were trying to get the all-star game here and bud selig was telling them in kind of under the under the table ways that you're not going to get it um and he was he was making it was he was telling him how he was using the specific language that of, we that, weren't going that to the get padres it? aren't going to come up for a vote that and we got it we did because of an ownership change 
Oh. So was this while John Morris was still the owner? This was. Oh, okay. Because John Morris was the owner, and then there was the failed Morad takeover. Mm -hmm. And then finally the current ownership. That was a blur because I wasn't living here anymore. And I wasn't either. I wasn't really around for all of that. But it's interesting to hear Fowler talk about what was going on on a a Major League Baseball level um, with all the different meetings that they have and all this. But anyway... um, I totally got off our point. So I was talking about the Marlins. They could totally... Oh, you're talking about the 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 teams not actively trying to compete. Yeah. So they paid Will Myers. Now they've paid Eric Hosmer. So mm-hmm. we have two large contracts on, right. the, on the books. Um, and then you can look at it like Phil Hughes is making a bunch of money and a couple other guys. But even still, you look at next year's payroll and there's tons of room. And, and then all of these other players that are coming up and are you've got all these guys that are on the arbitration schedule. So they're not going to be making a whole lot through the... The end of their arbitration years so even somebody like if if manny margot all of a sudden becomes a stud center fielder and starts performing at a premium level you're not going to be paying him for another four or five years so they've got all the room to be able to bring on manny machado at a 10-year 300 million dollar contract they can afford to do that so i have a couple questions because you brought then you brought up margot um first question is um What's got to give in the outfield to get him playing time every? Well, not. Well, I had, know he can't do every game. He has been, but we're overcrowded in the outfield. It, it, earlier in the year, I didn't know why Margot was getting so much time off. Now he's he's starting every single day. Will Myers is starting every day in left field. Hunter Renfro has been getting a fair share of starts in right. Jankowski has been getting some starts in that place. Mm-hmm. I think they should be starting Hunter Renfro every single day and just. Dude, you've had your ch- your time to learn and to grow. Right. Get out there and do it. Right. And he's been he's been showing improvement this year. So would you say Travis then is like the backup outfielder that they need to keep? Yes. Okay. He is, in my opinion, he's the ideal fourth outfielder. Yeah, I definitely think that they don't they should not get rid of. That's mm-hmm. my opinion. But going along with the fact that I definitely don't think they should get rid of him. Mm-hmm. What other trades do you think are possible? before the deadline and do you think the Padres are going to make any moves before the deadline well if we're looking at position players and you got I'm just some... talking about the whole team okay so on the starting rotation you've got Tyson Ross and Clayton Richard do you think Richard would be up for grabs to anybody would they want no him? I mean, he's kind of where he was last year mm-hmm. so he he's, started out he's cheap and if a team just needs somebody to take the ball every fifth day and then yeah. when they get into the postseason, he can be a reliever, he could do that. I think Tyson Ross could do the same thing, but I don't think either of them really fit on a playoff roster. Well, and set aside Richard's last game, he actually hasn't, he's made it well into at least six innings, if not more, several of his starts. He has. And but so that is Tyson. Mean, but doesn't mean he's been good. No, I, I know, but, and then there's, there's the fact, too, that, I don't know, um, they both can hit the ball if they need to. I mean, how yeah. many times has Tyson come in to pinch hit this season? He's come in a few times. Yeah. That's not what you want, though. No, you, I know that. You don't but want I'm your just... bench getting so short that you've got to bring a pitcher up. I mean, Clayton Richard has pinch hit, too. Or, or bring a position player into pitching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, so I, I'm, the, the starting rotation is so thin. I could see them making a move. Okay, so another thing is that there are so many minor leaguers right now, and you've got a bunch of guys that are going to be eligible for the Rule 5 draft. You need to make room on the 40-man roster. I could see some people being traded away. Guys like Michael Geddes, Edward Olivares, um, some of the pitchers that are up at the higher levels that I could see them making a move where, so like with this, we traded away two guys, we got one guy back. Yeah. That opens up us. That opens up. That's one all we spot. got 
was Mejia, right? Correct. Okay. But that opens up a spot on the 25-man roster. That opens up a spot on the 40-man roster. So if you do the same kind of things with the minor leagues, you're trading away a couple of smaller pieces, getting a, a larger sure. piece back. Whether that's a major league ready piece or somebody who's going to be in the lower minors. So while a, Gettys is decent, I could see him being one to go ahead and let go and it's okay. Yeah, but maybe there's a scout on another team that just has a hard-on for the guy. Right. He's fast. He's got power. He can throw. He he He's an athlete. He just has no idea where the strike zone is and can't figure out how to recognize a breaking pitch. Maybe is he somebody, still at double A? Yes. So maybe somebody's looking at him and going, oh, well, maybe I can coach him. Maybe somebody's looking at Javier Guerra, and he's been amazing on defense, and he's striking out. I think he's striking out at a 40% rate in AAA. It's it's Ouch. it's awful. So maybe he's a change of scenery kind of guy. I could see them making a trade like that. Um, on the on the active roster, I, mean, I really want to see Jose Perella gone. I don't know how they're going to find a spot for him. Earlier this season when Jankowski was hot, his name was coming up, but now he's looking like who he's always been. Yeah. He's a light-hitting I don't fast see guy. Perella turning it around. No, I see him... I, mean, I don't even know if he has options, but no, I think he's out of minor league options, so he might be a designated for assignment candidate, which, please, any day. So... When do the Padres... Spangenberg is another extra piece. Right. When do the Padres have to fill the spots that they just lost today? Whenever they want. I mean... So they can keep those two spots vacant on the 40-man roster? Yeah, but there's no there's no reason why they should. They won't. No, I know. So so we probably will expect to get a tweet of a roster move tomorrow, huh? Um. Yeah, whenever whenever the schedule starts back up. Are they playing tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, they'll make a, they'll make a roster move tomorrow. Today's Thursday, right? Today is Thursday. Yeah. They yeah. start back up tomorrow. I don't even know who they're playing, but they they're playing back Philadelphia. Up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because Kevin Acey was busy traveling when the uh, when the news broke today. Oh, what a shame! He didn't get to break it first. Yeah, he didn't get to break it. Um, yeah, it's it's too bad somebody in the in the the non-credentialed media didn't get a chance to break this one too, though. Yeah. Because I I love when uh, when James Clark gets to break some Franchi or some Fran Mil Reyes news. Yeah. What? Well, speaking of Franchi, have you heard anything about him coming back? Well, his he's got the bone spur. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Did I haven't heard whether he's had the surgery, surgery or yet. not. And when hmm. he went on the sixty day DL, I figured he was going to have the surgery the next day. Yeah, but I haven't heard whether he has or not. I guess they're not really in a rush to uh, get I, it done. I guess not. Maybe it depends on what they wanted him to do this off season. If they wanted him to play in the winter, then he would need to be under the knife now to be healthy by the time the like Dominican Winter League or whatever starts up. Um, you forgot to mention. Uh, um, one of my other favorite minor leaguers. Oh, yes. Dan Dallas. Yeah. So Dan Dallas is finally healthy. He's on the Tri-City Dust Devil. So happy for you. Through 10 games, he's got a .51 ERA, a .79 whip, 28 strikeouts. How many innings? Um, 17 and two-thirds innings pitched. And I'm sorry, that was .51? .51 ERA. Oh my God, Dan. Yeah. That is phenomenal. Yeah, he is killing it. Wow. So I want to see I want to see him pitch again. We watched him in, in Arizona real yeah. quick when we were down there when Logan Allen started that one game. Right. But they say that he starts, like he's... Fat, he works really fast on the mound and that he just attacks hitters. He just goes up there, pounds the strike zone. So in a low level like like Tri-Cities, if you've got one or two really good pitches, then you can just blow away hitters. So he's he's got to move soon. I hope he, I was going to say, I really hope that he make. do you think that he could make it to the 10 caps by the end of the season? Oh, absolutely. I hope he does. That would be the next step for him. Because he's really, 
I mean, he's he did Arizona last year. Mm-hmm. He started there again this year. Mm-hmm. Well, until because the tin ca- or the Dust Devils didn't even start. They didn't start till June, right? I don't think he made any appearances for the Arizona Summer League team this year. I think he went straight to um, Tri Cities when the short season started. I mean, that's just great. I mean, he talk about he's another young pitcher. Yeah. Um. If that if if that injury didn't hinder him, obviously it didn't because he's healthy. No, and... but it, that was last season. Yes. So if that didn't happen, he could possibly be in Lake Elsinore. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And he was drafted out of high school, so he's what twenty years old now, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So he's still young. Him and Josh and um uh, Logan are all within the same age. Oh okay. Just within a year of each other. So 20, 21 years old, all yeah. three of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then my favorite minor leaguer now is Robbie Podorsky. Is he, he's on the Tin Cats. He's in Fort Wayne. Okay, so yeah. what position, because I, I know the name, but I, what position does he play and why is he like your favorite? He's a center fielder. Okay. He's five foot seven. Okay. And he's got wheels for days. Re- like the, um, what's his name? It, was it Xavier that we just drafted? What was his name? Sorry, oh, with an yeah, X. Xavier Edwards. Yeah. Yeah. That boy's got some wheels. So they say that he has 80 grade speed. They grade they, they grade skills on a 20 to 80 scale. Xavier Edwards, but Robbie oh, okay. Podorsky is also an 80 grade Really? Runner. So he is going to be the fastest guy on the field anywhere he plays. Why do we not watch minor league games more? Because we're so freaking busy. Oh, I know. <laughs> Speaking of busy, when was the last time we did a podcast? I know, Besides- it's been weeks. The the short one that we recently did. Yeah, it's been it's been weeks. Oh I'm, my, I'm sorry, everyone. Oh my gosh! I mean, we're really enjoying doing Hell's Bells and Friars on the Farm, but you know, it's just unfortunately we've had to take a backseat to each other. <laughs> we kind of have, and we're, we're we're we both like to help. We both want to contribute, and I don't like to let other people down. Except for me, huh? Well, no. I'm... No, it's cool. It, it's whatever. No, I got it now. It's a two-way right. street. Sweet. Um, I would never let you down. Let's just put that on the record right now. <laughs> well, I'm never going to give you up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to let you fall. That's right. Uh, You're not going to finish? Never going to give you up. Never going to run never around and desert you. you never going to run around and hurt you. All right, enough karaoke. <laughs> enough podcast karaoke. Oh. Ooh. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh-oh. So we've got a whole bunch of other notes here, but we're hitting the 50-minute mark. Do we want to keep rolling? or I I guess we can hit on a couple of major things that happened since then. We went on the Ben and Woods radio show. Oh, I guess we could just go ahead and talk about that because we haven't. Yeah. Well, we did our little emergency podcast after you proposed. Yes. So and then, since that night. Since that night. Uh, that was Saturday we recorded. Yes. Sunday we went to the game and it was still just continued celebration yeah and we got to see your grandma mm-hmm. and your and your aunt and my friend valerie and her husband brian went to the game with us yep and my sister and her we family saw your were there. sister and we, we saw, saw bobby. bobby yep uh, we did did we we did the meetup we that day too. We saw a bunch of people. We met Bernadette. No, that wasn't that game. Wasn't that game? No. Okay, it's been a whirlwind. Because when we met Bernadette, we met Marcus. Okay. Oh, that's right. And we didn't meet Ammon. No, we did not meet Ammon. Um. See, I don't even know. Pond. If, I don't even know if I'm saying his name right because I haven't Ammon, met the guy. Ammon. Um. Then. Uh, ben Ammon. And, ben and Woods were nice enough to have us on their their radio show. So. Woods tweeted out on Saturday to 
Paul, is it Rindell, their uh-huh. producer? Yes. Hey, they need to be on the show. Yeah. And I was like, what's going on? Uh-huh. But then everybody too. So that caught on and that happened. Mm-hmm. But everybody else was also tweeting about us having our wedding at Petco. That hasn't caught on yet. Yeah. Well, we need some help from the folks at Petco Park because I haven't even asked how much it would cost to do it there, but I can only imagine that it's astronomical. Yeah. So right now we're planning to have our actual wedding at Alesmith, um, you know, a place where we went often before we were a couple, just hanging out as friends. We've met for the first time at Petco. We did. Hello. Well, that's where we would like to have our wedding there, but unfortunately. I'm not going to ask for any special favors. No, I, mean, I don't either. They've already, they've been gracious enough to have us for, for social media, for the, the, what do you call it? The, um, some, the social summits. Yeah. No, I'm and just then kidding. our what? whole un, unexpected engagement party. And it was just an awesome Babe, experience. How awesome would it be though? It, oh my God. To get married at Petco. I know. I and mean, have a whole section full of. Our, oh my god it friends. would be so cool but it's you know i'm on the same page as you i mean we don't ask for handouts no and and so being on the ben and wood show that was really cool and it thanks was. again ben and 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 steven, steven yeah. for having us on it was really cool and it was mm-hmm. great to meet paul and honestly it was just really surreal i you know when steven started reading the vows uh-huh. All of a sudden, I got a little bit nervous. Like, holy crap! This feels this is this is almost too real. Well, and for me, I was like, um, I don't want no, uh, uh-uh, this is not how I wanted it to happen. <laughs> so I was thinking to myself, please, please don't let this be real. Please let him just tell us that. And then when he did the vows, those were some awesome baseball vows, babe. They were clever. They were so awesome. But you know what? I'm gonna stick with you past the wild cards and the division championships. And if the Padres win a, a trophy and a ring, I have, I'm going to have a better ring than anyone that they could ever give me. Aww. So, you know, it doesn't matter. I mean, we'll, we're going to be Padres fans to the bitter end. Regardless, Regardless of be. what happens. For sure. Yeah. But the, speaking of getting married, so we decided that we're going to get married in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. We're going in September. We've already been planning to go to Hawaii. And so we thought, you know what, let's just do this. So just the two of us. The dilemma, though, that we have is that we have a lot of family and friends. Mm-hmm. And my son, as I've mentioned before, is in the Navy. And him and my daughter-in-law live in Virginia. Um, they're actually getting stationed in Florida in January. So they're going to be coming home for a short minute in December. So we're actually going to have a wedding with family um, at the end of the month. That's the one at L. Smith. Right. And it's not baseball season. Otherwise, we would have definitely tried... Definitely tried to have it at Petco, mm-hmm. um, but it's not going to be during the season. However, and be- so for that, we're only going to invite our family and our closest, longest friends. Because yeah. if we started extending it out to, you know, I, next thing you know, we've got 300 people on the guest list, and it's just it's well, and because of that, expensive. Because of that, we're paying for this ourselves. Yeah, and and the just the outpouring of support that we received, um, we actually decided this week. Um, that we're after we get married in Hawaii, we're going to have a reception that um, we're not sure yet. It's to be determined. Mm-hmm. I put a poll out there to Twitter, mm-hmm. our, and it was decided that we should have it at Ale Smith as opposed to our house, the quote unquote clubhouse. Um, I'm I I'm on the fence because I'm the yes. cheap one. Yes, I'm the frugal one. However, um, you know it, that. 
having it at our house, we wouldn't have to worry about uh, whether people show up or not that say that they're going to. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, we just want it to be simple. We want to be able to share it with the Padres family. Well, and we want, it's going to be a watch party. Yes. The Padres so, are going to be out of town so playing we, an away game. We can't have a watch party next month. It's just not going to work out on the weekends mm-hmm. that they'd be away. I looked. Well, next month we're not going to be married yet anyway. No. No, but having a watch party <laughs> is what I meant. Oh, okay. Because we had one in June. We had one in July. So we needed, I was like, we need to do it in August, but unfortunately we can't. So I thought it's twofold. We'll have a wedding reception with our uh, our Friar family mm-hmm. and make it a watch party too. And, you know, we're just going to get some pizzas and have some cake and it'll be totally informal. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we couldn't imagine not celebrating it with, with you all. Um, we really wish that we could invite everybody, um, but unfortunately we can't. Well, and we kind of are, though. I well, mean, to our to the wedding in December is what I was oh, talking yes, about. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we put it out there. Um, September Saturday, September 22nd, Padres are out of town against the Dodgers. <laughs> it's a 6-10 game. Mm-hmm. Uh, party's going to start at 5. We'd like to do it a little bit early because of pregame. Um, pre-game baseball and pre-game drinks. Um, so everybody, it's a BYOB. Um, regardless of where it's being held. Well, if it's at Alesmith, then it's, it's well, it's then, okay. Then the, the B means buy, right. buy your own beer, right? So either way, it's BYOB. <laughs> yeah, we'll bring some pizzas and a, a sheet cake. As Roy is using his hands to show you the sheet cake that yeah, you can't see, because we're not, we're not, we're only getting one big fancy three-digit cost cake. <laughs> what? Cake, the, the a wedding cake is expensive. Oh, I thought you were talking about the cake we're gonna yeah, get for that. Buy some five hundred dollar no. cake and give it to frickin' Danny. Aww. <laughs> Sorry, Danny. Why would you have to pick on him? I don't know. He was the first one that came to mind. Well, he must really like you, Dan. Danny, I like you enough to buy you a slice of pizza and a slice of cake, <laughs> <laughs> and let you buy your own damn beer. If that's where we end up having it, but stay tuned. Um, we will uh, let everybody know what's going on um but in the meantime um thank you all for your support so much and for seeing our relationship unfold into what it's become and um hopefully we will get better about our podcast yes um but yeah so brad adam i wish you nothing but the best yes thank you for your service to the uh to the to the friars it was a pleasure to watch you yes. um, and watch you grow, especially. Um, and uh, you will be missed tremendously. The Indians have really uh, gained some really great guys. They have. And on that note. Yes, let's wrap it up. It's late. I'm ready to go to bed. I'm Angela at Bullpen Babe. I'm Roy at Zippy underscore TMS. We're working the count. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, it's Chris Paddock here with Lake Elsinore Storm. I'm listening to the Working the Count podcast.